0: Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.
1: It's Bullseye. (laughs) It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Here on our show, we do a semi-regular segment called The Craziest Day of My Entire Career. And this week, the author Chuck Klosterman comes by to tell us about his. Chuck just released his latest book. It's called Raised in Captivity, Fictional Nonfiction.
0: It's 34 very short stories. Uh, Most of them are about 1,200 words long. And they're different than typical short stories, I think. I mean, in the sense that... The idea is kind of the whole thing. They're not about character development. They're not about plot mechanics. Um, I suppose a better, the best analogy
1: might be like Twilight Zone episodes. Chuck Klosterman is one of the greats when it comes to writing about culture. You've seen his work in all the big places, the New York Times, GQ, Esquire, ESPN, and elsewhere. But Chuck's crazy day was before he really hit it big. Back in the early 2000s, Chuck was a reporter and columnist for a local newspaper, the Akron Beacon Journal in Ohio. He just released his first book, Fargo Rock City, A Heavy Metal Odyssey in Rural North Dakota. And he made what he thought was a reasonable assumption, that no one important was reading it. That was until he got a pretty memorable phone call. I'm Chuck Klosterman.
0: I'm a writer who's talking into a microphone. Okay, well, this day, you know, when I look back, it doesn't seem that crazy, and it wouldn't be crazy, I guess, if it happened now, but it it felt insane at the time. This was like in 2001, and I was living in Akron, Ohio, and I was working at the Akron Beacon Journal, and my first book had come out, which was called Fargo Rock City, and it was... Kind of a memoir, kind of a cultural criticism of hair metal and growing up in the Midwest. So it was about, like, Kiss and Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Poison. The book came out, and, and I was pleased with it, but it didn't seem like a big deal at all. I mean, I, you know, I did a little book tour with a few book events and like the biggest crowd would be like 25 people and i knew half of them so that had happened and i was happy but it felt as though it was like a manageable situation but one of the things i had done in that book for no real reason just because i thought it might be funny was i put my home phone number in the book and i was like if you buy this book and you don't like it feel free to call me and tell me which I didn't think anyone would do, but of course people did. I mean, uh, it's odd now. That's a with the way social media works. It's a very common thing, I think, for writers to do. But at the time, it just seemed like a, like a strange, kind of eccentric, gimmicky thing to do. So, but people start calling me. Uh, on this number, uh, my home phone number in my apartment. And one day, David Byrne calls me, uh, of the Talking Heads, or or previously of the Talking Heads. Uh, He calls me from the Denver airport. He has read this book, I guess while on a flight. And he says to me, well, hey, you know, uh," well, first he talks a lot about Iceland. He had been to Iceland, and he's like, the music of the future is all coming from Iceland. And it was exactly like you would expect him to be in a conversation. But he says to me, hey, I'm doing a book event with Lydia Davis that's being sponsored by Dave Eggers and McSweeney's, and why don't you come to New York and be the opening act for this? And uh, I said, of course I will do that. It just, it was... Bizarre all of this is just bizarre to me. I can't believe any of it's happening. So, I think, "Great, you know, I will do this." And I'm like, well, "When is it?" And he says something like, "Oh, it's like September 24th." And I'm like, "Great. That's a few months off. I can't wait to do this." And
1: you may ask yourself, "How do I work this?"
0: And you may ask yourself, "Where is that large automobile?" And you may
1: tell so, then yourself, September
0: 11th, happens, this is not my- okay? And, you know, it's a real jarring thing. I'm watching it from Ohio, you know, as a news event. But part of me is also like, well, is this still happening? Are there still going to be book events in New York after this? Well, the flight is on September 22nd. And... That seems meaningless now, but at the time, and this is, you know, it's hard to remember almost how crazy the world was after September 11th, there was a lot of fear that there might be another terrorist event on the 22nd because it was double 11. So I'd been to New York just a couple times before. Now I'm in the city and it seems totally different. People are much nicer to each other. People are also sort of kind of just walking around still seemingly dazed. There's You see military personnel a lot. You see cops everywhere. It seems like a completely different city. So that was like the second crazy day just getting there. But then the event's coming up, okay? and. Again, it's not that this is so strange, but I didn't know anything about this. I, like, I, don't, I didn't know how these things worked. The people involved with this event seemed super famous to me in a way that I just could not kind of fathom or understand. So the, the event's at like 7 o'clock at night, but I go there at 2.30 in the afternoon. Because I don't know how this works. And, like, Dave Eggers is in there. This is at the height of his fame. And he looks at me and he's like, what are you doing here? Dave Eggers says, do you want to go to the deli? where they filmed Harry Met Sally, that scene in Harry Met Sally. And I'm like, I'm ah, sure, I guess, I don't know. So we go there along with all his, his sort of minions, and I kind of eat lunch at 3 in the afternoon. And I still come to the event very early, probably 5.30, because it's only 90 minutes away now. So I'm getting increasingly nervous, and then I have to wait for the thing to start. And there's this little backstage area. So I go back there, and then Dave Eggers shows up, and David Byrne shows up. To my surprise... David Byrne and Dave Eggers don't seem particularly comfortable talking to each other, like they just sort of seem like quiet people who are just standing there next to me. David Byrne's wife comes back for a while, and she does all the talking, like she kind of saves the day, she's a very kind of charismatic person, but if she hadn't been there, I don't know what would have happened, because it's just like three guys standing back there, two of which seem pretty famous to me, and I don't even feel like I should be there, like I don't even know how I'm I'm supposed to be dressed, or exactly how this is going to work. The event's finally going to start. And this guy is going to go out and give like an introductory speech. Some guy I've never heard of, a guy named John Hodgman. He goes out in front of this huge crowd and he begins his introduction by going, I know what you're all thinking. I shouldn't be here right now. And he proceeds to give probably the best speech I've ever heard in my life. And I know he's a humorist. This speech is not funny. The speech is like a really sort of dark meditation on this idea that this event has happened that has affected the entire world, but specifically this city. And there was all this conversation going on about the idea that well, maybe maybe we won't have popular culture anymore. Like maybe all of the, the frivolous ideas that we've been consumed with over the last... 50 years of the 20th century or whatever Like th- that's just done and we're not Going to care about things like that anymore There's going to be this new seriousness Now as it turns out of course like the opposite happened Like culture got more frivolous but at the time That's how it felt and he gave this Incredible speech basically Explaining that it was okay To return to Enjoying things And, 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 and uh, that it was okay To have escapist entertainment And that doesn't detract From the meaning of this I- event It was just this very moving speech that almost could have been its own thing. Because I think, in my memory, I'm sure this maybe isn't exactly right, but it seemed almost like this is the first cultural event happening in New York since the Tuesday when the towers went down. This is like the first time people are coming out to go to something. So Hodgman gives this speech that's real profound. And then at the end says like, And now Chuck Klosterman who will talk about poison. (laughs) So then I come out in front of this audience to basically read a section of my book. It was actually about Kiss, I think. But So I was terrified to begin with. Now I'm super terrified because all the things that he had said in his introduction speech are really heavily on my mind. And I'm like, there's no possible way that my book can be like the hinge moment for these people to decide whether or not to enjoy culture again but I have to say the crowd was probably more engaged and more just like the best crowd I think I've ever dealt with in my entire career I guess maybe because they had felt this social pressure not to laugh for almost two weeks or whatever they kind of laughed at everything it went incredibly well I don't know if I have ever had a reading that was so exciting to be part of And it wasn't even that my reading was so good. It was just the conditions were made for it. Lydia Davis did her stuff. And David Byrne did his stuff. And then he played some music at the end. And there was a book signing. And, like, Parker Posey was at the thing. And she came up through the book signing. And an editor from the New York Times Magazine was there. And basically offers me a job... While I'm signing these books, or at least sort of the ability to write for the New York Times Magazine, which i never even anticipated. And then we went to a bar afterwards. And I just remember thinking, it's like, how did this possibly happen? I feel like I skipped all of these in-between steps of how this is supposed to go. Like, it seems like this is something that's supposed to happen at the end of my career. If that happened to me now, I guess I'd be like, "Well, okay, I, I can understand that. I've written 11 books or whatever." And there's, but that, that was, that was a weird day. I don't know if I'll ever have a day in my career that will ever feel that crazy. I might have
1: days that are actually crazier, but nothing will ever feel that insane. The craziest day of Chuck Klosterman's entire career. Our thanks my friend john hodgman for the cameo in that story chuck's latest book is called raised in captivity fictional nonfiction. it was just released this week you can get it wherever you buy your books salute chuck klosterman one of the good guys We've come to the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye is produced at MaximumFun.org, world headquarters overlooking MacArthur Park in beautiful Los Angeles, California, where this week our producer Ragu saw a duck walking carefully across a crosswalk like a proper law-abiding pedestrian. Who says no one walks in Los Angeles? The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our producer is Kevin Ferguson. He's away taking care of a beautiful new baby. So Raghu Manavalan stepped in for him this week. Jesus Ambrosio is our associate producer. We could help from Casey O'Brien. Our production fellow is Jordan Cowling. Our interstitial music is by DJW, also known as Dan Wally. Thanks to Dan for sharing it with us. Our theme song is Huddle Formation by The Go Team. Thanks to them and their label Memphis Industries for letting us use it. And before you go, did you know Bullseye has nearly two decades of archives available to you? That's right. I started doing this show when I was 19 years old, and I am 38. There are so many great interviews in our archive. You can find them at MaximumFun.org. You can find the last few years' worth on YouTube. Just search for Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. You can also find them in your favorite podcast app. Hey, how about this? You like Curb Your Enthusiasm? How about Jeff Garland? Jeff Garland's been on the show. That guy's a delight. He plays Jeff on the show. Jeff from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Anyway, uh, that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off.
0: Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.